0: The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. The Jeff Dean Show starts
1: now. Good morning, Tucson, and welcome to the Jeff Dean Show. I am Jeff Dean here with you on this Wednesday morning. Welcome to December. It's December first, and it's going to be 84 degrees in Tucson today. <laughs> what in the world is going on? 84 degrees on December first, and it's going to be 80s into the mid into like mid December for like the next two weeks. So, uh, it, 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 like I was talking with with Mary before the show, she's from Nebraska, and there's snow going on all over the place in uh, her hometown, and it's hard to complain. But it is, it's just like. Can we get a little bit of a weather change? I mean, I don't know. But, hey, that's why we live here, right? There's no volcanoes, uh, you know, floods. Maybe get the occasional flash flood. But, you know, no blizzards, uh, tornadoes, earthquakes. I, mean, I don't deal with any of that stuff. That's, that's why we live here and why I would love to just build a giant razor wire wall around the state of Arizona so that we can just be here and be happy Arizonans. But can't do that, so we have to share our weather with everyone else. We have a uh, we have a great show planned for you guys today here on uh, on ESPN Tucson, where Tucson's only local morning sports talk show, and plenty uh, plenty 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 of stuff to get into um, locally. A lot of things happening locally, uh, not just in the city of Tucson, but also in the state of Arizona as uh, the Cardinals get ready to get back into the swing of things. Yeah, the Cardinals have been off forever; like they just had the bye week, but God, it feels like it's been three weeks since they played a football game. Um, We'll talk with Tyler Drake, our Cardinals insider. We uh, uh, reignite that flame as uh, he's going to be joining us today. In about 30 minutes, he'll be joining us to talk Cardinal football, and uh, we'll have uh, all the information, news, and uh, everything coming out of Cardinal camp as they break from the bye week and get ready to travel on to Chicago, where the weather is probably going to be extremely bad, and, and uh, take on the Bears uh, this Sunday. So we'll talk about that coming up just about 25-30 uh, minutes from now. We have all uh, lots of other NFL news and notes to get into as well. Kind of on the back burner, but we will absolutely talk NFL as we do here every single day on the Jeff Dean Show. We have Wildcat men's basketball to get into. The uh, Ken Palm reports, um, I've, I've been kind of looking through them, looking over them for the last couple of days. Some very impressive things for the Wildcats. And some, you know, look, take it with a grain of salt. They have... I think, you know, one of the worst uh, strength of schedules in the entire country. But there are some caveats to that as well. And uh, we'll get into that and talk about Tommy Lloyd's first month essentially on the job and uh, what to look forward to here in the uh, in the next coming weeks as they open conference play tomorrow night at the McHale Center versus Washington. We'll do some hockey, talk about a little hockey today. There's uh, uh, the Roadrunners on a, a little win streak. They head off to Colorado, also the Coyotes, um, they, uh, they were in action last night. We'll talk about uh, what's, uh, what's going on in the NHL and also in uh, as far as the Tucson Roadrunners go. But we begin with some NBA because last night's game felt like a playoff game between the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors. The Suns end up extending their franch- now franchise-tying uh, longest win streak ever to 17 games with a gritty defensive effort against the Warriors as the Suns pull away late in the fourth quarter, finish that game off 104-96. You know, interestingly enough, the first double-digit lead of that game occurred with, I think, you know, like 52 seconds left in the game or whatever it was when the Suns finally went up by 10. That was a a, a fantastic basketball game last night. And, you know, thankfully – I, I was kind of reading the tea leaves last night. I, I just played like a little two-game, a little two-leg parlay on FanDuel Sportsbook with the game. I took the Suns money line and the under total points, and I was able to cash that ticket. I got uh, – I, I just I just felt like – I felt like both these teams were trending towards a great defensive effort that they were going to concentrate so heavily on – pardon me – playing great defense against one another – that it was going to result in a in a lower score, and I look, I, I picked it right. Friday's game may end up 141 to 137 when the Suns travel to San Francisco to take on Golden State. You just uh, you never know when these two teams they could just get uh, get hot, get electric. Although the Suns will be without most likely their All Star guard Devin Booker, as he went down with a, a left hamstring injury early early to mid uh, second quarter. There, he only played 15 minutes last night which makes the Suns win even that much more impressive. You know, I mean, most people would agree that the I, it, probably the most prominent superstar in his prime for the Phoenix Suns right now is Devin Booker. Chris Paul, obviously, a future Hall of Famer. DeAndre Ayton is starting to round out into the, the player that he's going to be for the remainder of his career, which is a damn good one. Uh, but Devin Booker is, you know, he is the superstar of this team. So, you know, he goes out after scoring 10 points. Uh, you know, in that, uh, in that, in, in his, you know, 15 minutes in the game, and it was a bit worrisome because the Warriors were scoring points. Uh, the you know the first quarter, they scored a ton of points. Jordan Poole was absolutely on fire, 16 points in the first quarter. I was like, oh man, here we go, because Jordan Poole's is going to go off, and then the Suns are going to have to rotate over on him, play him more tightly, which is going to leave Steph open, which is going to cause problems. Thankfully for the Phoenix Suns. Steph Curry had literally his worst shooting night of his career. The worst shooting night of his career. Uh, In in Steph Curry's career, in games where he attempted 20 or more field goals, he has never shot as poorly as he did last night. He finished the game 4 of 21 from the field, 3 of 14 from beyond the arc. Also only added in two assists. Steph Curry finished with 12 points and two assists, which means that he contributed very, very little offensively. Also had a few turnovers as well. The Suns did a phenomenal job taking him completely out of the game. Now, you can we're, we're going to give credit where credit is due, but let's call it like it is. This is the greatest shooter probably in the history of basketball that we're talking about with Steph Curry. These kind of nights don't happen well, this kind of night for him has never happened before, but it's extremely rare for Steph Curry to have that poor of a night of shooting. Don't count on that happening too often uh, in this matchup on Friday night. I, I would not expect the uh, the Suns to hold him to uh, whatever it was seventeen percent field goal percentage or whatever the the percentage ended up being. Um, don't expect that. Steph Curry missed shots. Monty Williams. Even said so, uh, you know, during the uh, during his in-game interview between the third and fourth quarters, and also in the post-game press conference as well. You know, they were they they asked him, you know, multiple times about the defense on Steph Curry. He Said he he missed shots. I mean, yeah, we did a great job closing out on him, and we did our job, but he missed shots. Period. End of story. I mean, that's like, basketball is a game of matchups and execution. That's that's what the game of basketball is: matchups and execution. The Suns were able to get the matchups that they wanted defensively, and the Warriors were unable to execute. So the Suns come out an eight-point winner. Um, it was a close game the entire way; it was tie game, uh, you know, for for a, a lot, a lot of that contest. And uh, you know, the halftime score, two-point game at half. It was a a crazy, crazy close game. And the Suns used their defense to uh, to get them that W. Now, the defense in the game, look. You, you can't say enough about what Mikel Bridges did. If you if you just look at his assignments against Steph Curry when when he was on Steph Curry, Suns played a, a lot of man. Um, they usually do. Um, they'll they'll play you know like a man, and then sometimes they'll play a you know like a floating zone kind of uh, kind of scheme. Not to get into too many X's and O's. Mikel Bridges was assigned to Steph Curry on thirty seven possessions in that game. Check this out. In those 37 possessions, Curry scored three points on one of 13 shooting. I I mean, you just, you can't shut somebody down any better than that. You just, you can't. In the NBA, that does not happen. You don't hold future first ballot Hall of Famers, especially future first ballot Hall of Famers, people who are considered the greatest, not just the greatest shooter of their era, Many people label Steph Curry, and I would have to. It it would be really, really difficult to argue the case for someone else as being the greatest shooter of all time. Mikael Bridges on 37 possessions held Steph Curry to one of 13 from the field. That's incredible, and Steph Curry. And it wasn't like Steph Curry was scoring at the free throw line either. He had one free throw attempt last night. It was on a technical free throw. (laughs) By the way. Props to the NBA refs last night. When when was the last time you ever saw only, what was it, 20, 22 fouls, 23 fouls called in, a, in an NBA game? That was, look, like, they let them play. They swallowed their whistles. That's the way you want an NBA game officiated. There were plenty of times in that game, especially, like, in the fourth quarter I'm watching, and DeAndre Ayton would get hacked, and I was expecting the end one, and the whistle would never come. Like, that's a foul. That's a foul. But then I'm like, they weren't really calling it all game. I'm fine with that now. They're being... They're being consistent. So I was good with that. I thought the officiating was actually pretty darn good last night. I um, thought they did a good job of, of, of everything. You know, Kevon Looney gets the, the flagrant one early in the game for taking the swing at, uh, at Jay Crowder. Uh, but, you know, outside of all that kind of stuff, I thought the, I thought the game was, was well officiated. But if you look at what the 2018 draft class did for the Phoenix Suns last night, yeah, I mean, it paid it paid dividends for them. You know, the two, the two first round draft picks, obviously DeAndre Ayton, the number one overall pick, and then the Mikel Bridges pick just continues to to pay off for the Phoenix Suns. We knew what they were getting when Mikel came out of Villanova. We knew that he was a two three and D kind of guy, great length, good athleticism, good seasoning in the you know at the collegiate level with a good coach, had a lot of deep postseason runs with Villanova played a lot of minutes at Villanova and we knew that he was a true three and D guy I did not I did not expect his defense to be as good as it is though I I mean you, you, you can't say enough he's he just he just absolutely shut down Steph Curry last night, and he's done, he's done this job on many, many shooters. Um, he also led the entire game in minutes played last night. I think he played 42 minutes last night, or 41, 42 minutes, which is remarkable. Uh, you know, the Suns didn't require him to, to score a whole lot. He only attempted four field goal attempts, but that's what happens when you're assigned to the best shooter in the history of basketball and the team needs your defense. You need to spend your, your energy on defense. You know, Mikel only scored two points. Don't care. He had four steals, two block shots, um, had a couple of assists in the game. But, he, you know, his defense was just remarkable. Uh, and then I also want to back that up with – look, the Suns played great team defense last night. I don't want to just heap all of the praise on on Mikael Bridges, even though he's certainly deserving of it. But DeAndre Ayton, his defense as well w- – it doesn't it's not going to show up in the in the in the box score and a lot of things that Deandre did last night a lot of things that he does for the Phoenix Suns don't show up in the box score and fans a, a lot of times only focus on a couple of things that are you know the most obvious things DA missed a couple of bunnies last night specifically in the fourth quarter i believe it was on either back to back or two out of three possessions where you know he missed a a couple of just you know two footers zero footers, uh you know if you will, he was hacked on one of them. No foul was called. I'm fine. Whatever it's it's that's the way the game was called. Um, Suns fans were you know already on Twitter and stuff. They're like, oh, guy can't finish around the rim. And look, <laughs> if you if you understood what that guy did last night in his 35 minutes for the Phoenix Suns, not only led the team in scoring and rebounding, but just some of the things that he was doing little things that never will show up on the box score just, I I mean you you can't I I was so happy to have Stan Van Gundy on on the broadcast last night. SVG does such a phenomenal job of ignoring the obvious stuff and telling the viewers about some of the little things that are happening out there because he sees things from you know from a coach's Stan Van Gundy's one of the best X's and O's guys uh, that, that the league has seen in quite some time. Um, he's really really good at it. He understands the you know all these little things that go uh, go into that. He never had a talented team. I always feel bad for 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 Stan. He, his teams were always talentless. Um, it was the things that don't show up on the box score that are what made DeAndre's performance last night and his importance to this team overall so crucial. And it, it, it's not just obvious to people like Stan Van Gundy or people who really, really dig into the nuance of NBA play and just, just you know, straight basketball for that matter, what good basketball is. But when you listen to the... Uh, The studio uh, commentators from TNT, you know, Shaq and and, uh, and Chuck and Kenny, guys who also understand the game, and and when a center is doing his job and not putting up numbers that are going to, you know, blow up the box score, but little things that make a huge difference. And you talk, you know, coaches and players on the team, when they're the first, you know, the first person they praise is DeAndre Ayton. His performance last night and his importance to the team is so crucial. Little things like screens, rim runs, uh, the quick outlet after a defensive rebound. I can't tell you how important that is. I, I, I there have been, I, I, it's countless, countless times. I've seen coaches, whether it's you know in person, you, you know at the, like actually at the game on the floor or just watching on TV, where a a center will rebound the ball. Okay, just you know whatever you contested rebound, non contested rebound, whatever have you. <clears throat> Rebounds the ball, then he's going to squeeze it with his elbows out, look around, kind of like take a breath, deliver the ball to his point guard who's like, hey, get me the ball, let's go. <laughs> we got we got 21 seconds to get this thing in the hoop, man. Quit wasting time. DeAndre's outlet passes, as, as soon as he grabs the rebound, it's bang, it's gone. It's out. Um, he got his hands in the passing lanes on two consecutive uh, uh uh, possessions, defensive possessions in that fourth quarter. He got deflections. He does not. He does not get credit for the steal because he didn't end up with the ball. But he's the one who created the steal. Got his hand in the passing lane. Created a deflection. Uh, one went to mikel Bridges. The other one went to Chris Paul. They got credit for the steal, for the takeaway. Uh, but it was DeAndre Ayton's defense who, who really caused um, that particular play. And then also, you know. Just the, the, the run-out defense on the three-point shooters, you, you, you know, you got to run. It doesn't seem like a whole lot, folks. I get it. You got to run 12 to 14 feet as a center. You got to run 12 to 14, 15 feet maybe from your normal defensive position if you're in a rotational-style defense where you got to run out on three-point shooters. He was, tra- he was having to run out on Steph Curry last night. Steph Curry does not stand with his toes on the line. Steph Curry stands 30 feet from the rim. So when DeAndre Ayton has to run out on Steph Curry, he's got to run 22 feet to go get him. So the distance that it takes to get there, and DeAndre's, you know, quick. Obviously, he takes up a lot of space with his strides. But he was able to close out so quickly on Steph Curry and... And limit some of those wide open thirty footers that Steph loves to take. Create Steph to you know make Steph drive or dish, and then there's somebody waiting at the rim because of the Suns' good discipline on defense. Little things like that that will never show up that a lot of centers in this league won't even bother to do, which is is you know why a team will score 112, 114 points against uh, teams with centers like that who don't run out on the three point shooters. Arguably, the biggest play of the game last night was the second of Jay Crowder's back-to-back threes in the fourth quarter. Hits the first one from the elbow. Crowds go uh, from the corner. Sorry. From the corner. Wide open from the corner. Hits that one. Crowds going nuts. Suns are up by five, I think, at the time. Okay? Went from two to five. Suns get a steal. Okay? Turnover. Uh, No, I'm sorry. It wasn't a turnover. It It was a missed shot. So the missed shot. DeAndre comes down with the rebound. Immediately turns out, whips the ball twenty feet to, to Chris Paul, and the Suns are off and running. It's a three on three break now. Suns are and Suns have you know got even numbers. They're on an, on an even man break. Okay. Suns kind of scramble to a corner. They spread it out. All of a sudden, here comes DeAndre Ayton who who beats Draymond Green down the court. Uh, da is streaking towards the rim. Instead of stopping at the top of the key like a lot of centers would, okay, let's run the offense. No, no, he went straight to the bucket, running to the, to the basket. So all of a sudden, Draymond Green has to start sprinting now because, like, oh, crap, we're going to give up a, you know, a dunk. So he's pointing at Andrew Wiggins. He's like, get him, get him, get him. Andrew Wiggins has to dart for the basket to try to cover DeAndre Ayton, who's beaten his man down the floor. And all of a sudden now Jay Crowder is standing wide open for the elbow three, knocks it down, Suns are up by eight. That game was decided at that point right there. That was probably the biggest play of the game, and it was something that will never show up on a box score, something that even, you know, if, if, even if the TV crew pointed it out, most people wouldn't have even recognized it. Little stuff like that that DeAndre Ayton does with his effort and his willingness to play within the framework of Monty Williams' system are what make him different from other centers in this league. He's, you know, he's very similar to Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert and, and, and DeAndre Ayton play very, very similar games. And in Utah, essentially what the coaches will do is, is on a play like that, where Rudy Gobert darts to the rim or creates a, a, creates a player, an easy assist, an easy shot for a teammate, they give him what's called a sprint assist, where basically his hustle created an assist and a bucket for his teammates. So he's awarded for those kinds of things, just kind of you know inside the inside the film room. That's exactly what Da did last night, and he's done it numerous occasions. It was just a big game last night, a lot of eyeballs on the on the uh, on the game, so there are more people analyzing it. Tremendous performance by Da last night, and also Mikel Bridges. We're going to take a timeout. When we return, I'll tell you why Friday's rematch in San Francisco may look a little different. We'll talk about that next, right here on the Jeff Dean Show.
0: The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Now back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson.
1: NFL regular season opens the month of December this Thursday night with a big matchup between the Cowboys and Saints. And FanDuel Sportsbook wants to make it even bigger for you because they're giving new customers 30 to 1 odds on either team to win which means you can place a five dollar bet and win 150 dollars now as i've mentioned head coach mike mccarthy won't be on the sidelines for the cowboys so i would expect maybe a little more conservative approach against that saints defense but not sure the 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 saints have enough firepower to hang with dallas so when i put my sgp together for the game tomorrow night i'm going to be looking at dak prescott under passing yards and ezekiel uh, elliott Anytime touchdown. And I'm going to take the Dallas money line. That'll be my SGP uh, for tomorrow night. And obviously there are so many options for you uh, to choose your own SGP. You can play three, four, five, six legs, Have many legs you want. Spike those odds, man. Make it pay off better for you. It's uh, sports betting made simple on FanDuel. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. And when you win, you get paid in as few as two hours. I won twice last night. Very happy about last night's uh, bets that I made on FanDuel. And if you're already a FanDuel Sportsbook user, that's cool. FanDuel hooking all customers up with the $50 refer a, fan, uh, refer a friend bonus. So you get 50 bucks when you refer a friend, and your friend gets 50 bucks. See for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sports book. Just sign up using the promo code DEAN before this Thursday night, and you could win $150 on a $5 bet. But make sure you use my promo code DEAN, and that's exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. 21 and over and present in President Arizona. Refund is issued as non-withdrawable site credit. That expires in seven days. Max refund is $10. Restrictions apply. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same game parlays are available for multiple sports in all states on mobile and web. And if you think you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342. Now, the upcoming matchup between the Suns and the and the Warriors uh, Friday night in San Francisco may look a little different. Look, the Suns got crushed on the boards last night, 51-35. to 35. They gave up 15 offensive rebounds. That was a uh, that was one of the major reasons why Golden State was still in this game. Steph may never shoot that poorly ever again, which will obviously make a difference in the outcome of the game. And interestingly enough, I thought that Steve Kerr and his staff came up with a really innovative uh, defense. Monty Williams even talked about it. He said, you know, we saw a zone defense we've never seen before, and it caused us some problems uh, last night. It was kind of like this innovative zone ISO defense. It was strange. It kind of morphed into a a matchup zone. Uh, it was a 3-2 scheme with kind of a matchup zone feel to it with really heavy ball pressure, kind of like a, I don't know, it was like a, a, zone, a 3-2 pack line matchup zone kind of thing. It was weird, man. Uh, I was watching, I was like, what in the world is that? Like, they basically just pushed Chris Paul away from the basketball. They just kept him from being able to facilitate the offense, which is a, look, it's a, great, uh, it's a great scheme to employ against the Phoenix Suns, especially with Devin Booker out. So uh, props to Steve Kerr and his staff. On, uh, on really kind of crossing things up for the Phoenix Suns. So Friday night's game is going to be looking uh, real interesting. But before that, the Suns take on the Detroit Pistons, who are uh, maybe the worst team in the league, certainly one of the worst teams in the league, tomorrow night to try to uh, put their stamp on that 18-game winning streak, which would be a franchise record. And we'll talk some more Suns basketball throughout the week, of course, big games ahead and the number one team in the NBA and plenty of praise for them right now. We're going to take a timeout. When we return, we're going to talk some Cardinal football with our Cardinals insider from Arizona Sports, Tyler Drake. That's next right here on the Jeff Dean Show.
0: The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson.
1: Tucson. Welcome back here to ESPN Tucson of the Jeff Dean Show, Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. And it's Wednesday. It's 730, which means it's time to talk some Cardinal football with our Cardinals. And it's not. Wait, is yeah, it's Wednesday. I was like, wait, what day is it? Week's going by fast. It is Wednesday. It is, in fact, 730. I'm probably on a different planet or something right now. But joining us is our Cardinals insider from Arizona sports, Tyler Drake. Tyler. Welcome to the show, man. It's been been a long time. It's you know been like a month since we've talked last.
2: Yeah, yeah, seriously. Uh I'm uh, you scared me there for a minute when you're figuring out if it was Wednesday or not.
1: <laughs> I'm on so I'm on some medications right now, Tyler. Uh <laughs> they got me they got me a little messed up right now so uh well i'm glad my apologies
2: to doing your job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you it's, it's it's great to be back i'm just i'm just happy to be back like working and feeling somewhat normal again so uh that's uh that's what i'm most excited about but uh of course cardinals gonna be uh heading into chicago this weekend and coming off the bye week and i know Look, 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 you hear it all the time. Everyone says, "Oh, the bye week is coming at the right time for us." Everybody says it. Fans say it. Coaches say it. Players say it. But for the Cardinals, that statement isn't just a cliche this year, is it?
2: Oh no, no, no. Uh, Cliff Cliff Kingsbury told us before the uh, before the break. You know, uh, one of the one of the biggest guys who needed it was Rodney Hudson. They, they, he said he was really going to use that bye to you know heal up, get over his nicks and bruises, and and uh, you know I think. I think it came at a right time for some of the key players on that on that team
1: you know when you when you look at the injuries, of course, the two biggest injuries that we've been focusing on the last few weeks the Kyler Murray injury, the DeAndre Hopkins injury, both of them right now listed as questionable what's been the the practice uh schedule for those two guys
2: uh you know we haven't really uh we'll see today we'll see we'll see what's going on today with them yeah. uh we won't see much, but we might see one or both. Uh, I would assume we would see Kyler out there just because we saw him uh, before the bye. So I would assume that. Uh, but, yeah, you, you know, there's not much, not much new info really to go off of. Uh, I think this week will be – I think today and tomorrow will be two big, uh, big days to see kind of where they're sitting at.
1: You know, a lot of you know fans and I've heard talking heads and stuff saying like, well, you don't really need Kyler Murray to beat the Chicago Bears. I mean, first of all, this is the NFL – there are 53 professional players being paid hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars to play the game of football. They are the elite of the elite. If you think that you don't need your best to beat any NFL team on any given Sunday, then you are absolutely, uh, you're, you're, you are, you are more wrong than you possibly could imagine. Now, even with, you know, the, the fact that maybe they're not playing the best team and a team that's banged up and the matchup may look really good for the Cardinals because that Chicago offensive line is so bad with the status of the NFL right now as it pertains to the playoffs with only one team getting that first weekend bye in the playoffs, it is crucial for teams to try to pack on the most wins they possibly can in a season. So it's crucial for the Cardinals to win this game.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's, uh, it's it's one of those games where everybody yeah like you said everybody thinks that it's it's going to be kind of a cakewalk but also you know the weather in Chicago is probably not going to be too great uh you, you're going to have those outside influences uh making a making a uh, appearance so you know I yeah and, and it is all about stacking wins but you also got to think you, you got to be able to have the guys to get you through the playoffs not just to the playoffs so and that's something I think they've they've they're trying to balance as best they can with Kyler. I know that they feel like they're confident in Colt that he could get it done, but obviously Kyler is the starting quarterback for a reason he does so many different things for that offense to to really take the top off and so if he's feeling good, I think they roll him out there but if if there's any inkling that he might need another week then i I don't think that they would uh I, I would think they would err on the side of caution
1: you know Tyler. You mentioned Colt McCoy, and in his, you know, in filling in for for Kyler Murray, he's thrown for nearly 700 yards in his three starts. Two impressive wins on the road. The win at San Francisco when, you know, the Cardinals had, you know, a third of their offense out uh, for that game, putting a 31 on the 49ers, who were one of the hottest teams in football right now. Then you get the, the game against Seattle on the road. Seattle, never a good play, an easy place to play, regardless of how bad the team may be playing right now. And, of course, they get that home loss. They get drubbed by Carolina. That was kind of a, um, I guess, a, a perfect storm for the Panthers as they get Cam Newton back and all those things. And Christian McCaffrey, before he gets hurt again, has a great game. But, really, Colt McCoy has filled in quite admirably – for Kyler Murray, and it really speaks to just how well this offense is designed and, and the scheme that has been put into play by Cliff Kingsbury.
2: Yeah, yeah, he really has. And, and I think that uh, when you look at Steve Kimes' offseason addition, getting Colt McCoy is, is looking bigger and bigger each week that he's playing or having meaningful snaps, uh, you know, and you just can't you can't get a, you can't get by the mentor aspect of it. Like, you can tell everybody just respects the guy – is confident in the guy uh so yeah you know as much talk as we give the jj watt signing we give the uh rodney hudson trade you also got to give a lot of credit for the uh, colt mccoy signing because last year if they were in the similar situation they were last year and had to roll out strebler or roll out whoever else i mean it might not be a two and one yeah. three game stretch it might be uh one and two or oh and three so it's uh it's it might only be two games it might only it it might only be a small sample size of wins but that, those could be the, the deciding factor of having a buy or not having a buy.
1: Tyler, how huge has James Conner been for this offense? I I mean the amount of touchdowns that he's scoring in the red zone is is something we haven't seen since like the likes of a, a Ladanian Tomlinson or, you know, an Emmett Smith when it was automatic if a team got within the 10-yard line that they were going to score a touchdown. For that way, you know, for the Cardinals, it, it's gotten that way with James Conner. What what kind of, a, uh, of an importance and, and, and role, and I mean, honestly, like outside of Kyler Murray, maybe even considered for like an offensive MVP for this team?
2: Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he, we talked to him yesterday, actually, and he, he talked about it. He's rejuvenated. He feels great. He's uh, bringing the energy. That's one thing everybody talks about. Marcus Golden and James Conner, you're two guys that will bring the energy every single day, no questions asked. That's what everybody's told us. Uh, but, yeah, you know, he's, he's really killing it. If Jonathan Taylor didn't have that four-touchdown uh, mm-hmm. outburst, he'd still be leading the uh, the NFL, I believe. So, yeah, it's big. And, and I've, I've said it before, it's huge for Kyler Murray's legs kylie doesn't have to run as much doesn't have to get in that trouble doesn't have to take as many hits gives it to connor and he's yeah like you said he's automatic from 10 yards out so you hand it to him you don't worry about hurting your quarterback and you keep rolling and and it's worked every basically every time they've needed him to step up so uh yeah he's another one of those huge signings that is really paying off this year and he and he loves it here he he said he loves the weather loves the coaches loves seeing how the uh the way that the team is getting or is being more successful and and wants to continue to be successful. So it sounds like he wants to be a part of this long-term. It just, uh, we'll see if it works out in the off season.
1: We're joined by Tyler Drake, our Cardinals insider from Arizona sports right here on the Jeff Dean show. You can follow him on Twitter at T Drake for sports. Tyler looking over the defensive side of the ball, obviously they lose JJ watt, huge loss for them. There are some players that are that have kind of been moved around a little bit. Um, obviously, there's been great play by, you know, the guys that we expect to see, uh, you know, excellence out of. You know, guys like Isaiah Simmons, Buddha Baker have had have had really good seasons as well. Any kind of changes over the last couple of weeks on that side of the ball?
2: You know, not too much. There is the, uh, you know, Zavin hasn't really played too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't, I don't think, he played at all this last game, but – uh you know that's about the only thing uh there's not a ton of there's not a ton of changes on our defense our defense is pretty uh pretty stacked and pretty confident you know uh Jaylen thompson i think deserves a ton of credit he's he's stepped up huge this year for them as the other safety so uh and, and i don't think he gets enough credit he he's made a lot of uh Touchdown saving tackles, especially against in that Minnesota game with Dalvin. That was he had a couple big, big stops there. So, oh yeah, uh, you know I think for the most part it's it's just solid. I think uh, they're they're gonna run with what they got, and, and yeah, I can't can't say enough good things about Jalen. He he's uh keeps his head down and just likes to make those tackles.
1: Looking ahead to what the Cardinals are going to see this Sunday against the Chicago Bears, obviously, uh, look, this is the NFL. It's football. Teams are banged up. There's going to be uh, some key players missing. What, in your opinion, is going to be the key for the Cardinals in this game to come out with a victory?
2: You know, I think they just can't start out slow. I think they need Mm -hmm. to uh, put the pressure on early and let the Bears kind of just falter like they do. and. And, uh, you know, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. They can't come out sluggish. They can't come out like they have been at home uh, a couple times where they just kind of three and out, three and out, and then kind of figure it out. They, I think they need to get on their horse a little quickly. Uh, and if, if the weather's going to play a factor, it might be a James Conner day. It might be an Eno Benjamin kind of uh, extra reps day. So uh, I, think the, I think the ground game is going to come into effect a lot more this weekend.
1: You know they're six and zero on the road on the season. They have a nine game road schedule this year with with the you know the uneven schedule. Their road games remaining on the season are at Chicago, obviously this Sunday. I think you know, I think the Cardinals are like a seven and a half point favorite should be a favorite to win that game and and you know if they play their game and as long as they don 't make too many mistakes, mistakes should be get out of Chicago with a victory. Then, in two weeks, they go to Detroit, they play the worst team in the NFL uh, good chance they win that football game, and then in January, they go to dallas so i mean there 's a really good opportunity for the Cardinals to go either eight and one or nine and oh on the season on the road, which I mean, look, even last year or even in their Super Bowl years, you would never expect to see the Cardinals play that well on the road. What's been the difference this year? You
2: know, it's uh, that—that's been one of the questions I feel like we ask every single week when we get to talk to them, and it always comes out to just you know they—they're it's—it's uh, it's back up against the wall mentality. It's uh, going into the enemy territory as a, as a band of brothers type situation, like. We're on the plane together. We're at the hotel together. We're going to the game together. Like, everything is just so much tight-knit together. Uh, like I said, band of brothers running into the fire type thing. And, and I think that's really kind of made it click for them a little bit better of, you know, starting fast, uh, playing hard, and, and, you know, just getting after it more. Uh, but, yeah, they, even they, they, they're not, they can't really put, a, uh, put their finger on it either. They, they are, uh, they, it's, it's not like they don't have the energy at home, but it's, it's clearly not the same product so uh yeah they uh, cliff i asked cliff actually i said uh if he was going to if there's any way to mimic a road game he said yeah i wish it we could do that a little more but it's just not it just doesn't really work at home so I mean, uh, but yeah so I, I i think it's just for the most part i think it's just more of the you know we're in enemy territory it's us against them get after it type of situation
1: you know, and I don't. I don't have the splits in front of me. I, you know, I'm sure it exists somewhere on some website that somebody's tracking it. But I would love to know where the Cardinals rank as far as uh, points given up on the road. Like where they rank amongst the other NFL team. They give up 13 to the to the Titans, 19 to the Jags, which that was kind of a weird game. They give up 20 to the Rams, but then only 14 to the Browns. They give up uh, 17 to the Niners and only 13 to the Seahawks. They've got to be in the top three or four as far as points allowed on the road this year. So the defense has really, really stepped up. They've taken that that message to heart.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You can tell that the defensive guys they they've got a little extra juice when you talk about the uh, hostile environment and the road the road warriors. You can tell that they like that.
1: All right, well, Tyler, we appreciate the time as always, man, and your expertise. Enjoy uh, the rest of your week. Get some, uh, get some news out there on the Twitters today after, uh, after practice. Let us know what it looked like out there. Was Kyler Murray on the field? Was DeAndre Hopkins on the field? Of course, uh, we'll be following along, and, and uh, we appreciate all the hard work you do, man. Thank you very much.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate that.
1: All right. Oh, hey, and uh, you know, look, don't don't worry about that uh, twenty-five point loss last night to uh, half of the Lakers uh, team for your Sacramento Kings. So the
2: lebron Lakers. Yeah, don't.
1: <laughs> my goodness, oh my goodness! You might have to pick another team, Tyler. I'm just saying. Like, I d- I just don't know if the you Kings are. I mean, that. last night, last night on TNT, Charles said they should move the team to Seattle because it's an embarrassment to the state of California. Oh, <laughs> don't go to
2: that those blanks i've already had to deal with seattle relocation rumors before we don't I know do
1: that again. i know my goodness well you know that's what happens when you fire your coach eight games into the season so <laughs> all right brother you have a good one we'll talk to you later okay all right man see ya all right, that's Tyler Drake, Cardinals insider from Arizona Sports. Does a great job covering uh the Arizona Cardinals. I hope he enjoyed his uh his uh time off there during the the bye week as well as the Arizona Cardinals did because they've got some tests coming up. Um you know, it, it, they're they're 4-0 right now in the division, which is a great place to be. The remaining games are home Los Angeles. They, you know, home games for the Cardinals. You're like, mm, I don't I don't know. They might give up 35 in that game." And then they end the season, uh, at, the, at the final week of the season, at home against Seattle. So the remainder of their games, at Chicago, home Rams, at Detroit, home Colts, that's a big game, at Dallas, big game, and then home Seattle, which will not be a big game for division purposes, but it could be you know, a play for that number one seed, whether it's you know Tampa, Green Bay, uh, fighting for that number one seed for the best record in the NFC, which is huge to get that bye week. Only one team's going to get it. Cardinals are in a good position right now. They do have that home loss to Green Bay uh, as a tiebreaker, Bugaboo, but uh, if they can uh, put together, you know, uh, they can put together a string of wins here and finish the season. I, I don't know, thirteen and four, fourteen and three. You'd have to say they got a real good shot at getting that number one seed. So um, we'll continue to watch the Cardinals and uh, see if Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins and/or DeAndre Hopkins are ready to go this weekend. Again, you can follow Tyler on Twitter at. T. Drake for sports. He's always updating Cardinal news and information there. Check him out. Always a great follow if you're a Cardinal fan or just an NFL fan that wants some information. All right. Stick around. We've got uh, some women's basketball tickets, more U of A women's basketball tickets to give away sometime before the end of the show in the next hour and nine minutes. Uh, we'll be giving those away. Be listening for your cue to call for that. And we got a whole lot more stuff to get into today, including some more NFL news. And we'll talk some Arizona Wildcats men's basketball as well. Stay tuned right here to ESPN Tucson. It's the Jeff Dean Show.
0: Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. More of the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson.
1: Join Spears and Ali for their Thursday night football live broadcast tomorrow night. That's going to be at the Native Grill and Wings in Marana from 3 to 6 p.m. It's located on the southwest corner of Cortero and I-10. The Native Grill and Wings there has got plenty of beers on tap, lots of televisions for you to view all of the sporting action. You can check out their food and drink specials by downloading the Native Grill and Wings loyalty app. I have it. It works great. Um, every 100 points you get, you get uh, like $10 off. It's it's great stuff, and there's all kinds of good prom- uh, promos on there, so check it out uh, as well. Of course, Thursday night football, every Thursday night at the Native Grill and Wings in Marana, home of the original Arizona wing, with Spears and Ali from 3 to 6, and then the Cowboys and Saints kicking off shortly after that. If you need more information, you can always go to ESPNTucson.com. NHL action last night. The Coyotes drew first blood in Minnesota, but uh, Minnesota was powered by a strong second period, where they outscored the Yotes by a score of three to zero in the uh, in the second period. And the Coyotes dropped the game five to two in Minnesota as they uh, they now head home. The Coyotes five sixteen and two on the season. Uh, they've had a couple of wins. Uh, they got a couple of a couple of road wins recently. They return home to play Friday night against the Vegas Golden Knights, so that should be a good matchup. Kind of a a, a rivalry already kind of brewing between those two teams, so that's always good to see. Um, it was kind of an interesting game last night. Clayton Keller scores in the sixth minute of the game, or right at right at the six minute mark, and then the Minnesota Wild answered two minutes later. Then there was the, the second period where the Wild just went they went wild and outscored the Coyotes three to zero. But then in the third period. Again, the Coyotes score at the six minute, and then two minutes later, Minnesota scored again. So, kind of an interesting uh, bracket of uh, of periods there. But uh, the uh, the Coyotes drop that one five to two to Minnesota, and again they return home Friday to take on the Golden Knights and your Tucson Roadrunners, who are on a three game win streak. They're going to be heading to Colorado this weekend for a weekend series. The uh, Runners, who are seven six and one on the season, looking to uh, to beat the Colorado Eagles. In a weekend set before they return home to take on Stockton, who's one of the better teams in the league. So the uh, the runners right now kind of feeling themselves a little bit. They've been depleted because the Coyotes have had so many injuries early in the season. They've uh, they've been dipping into the uh, to the Roadrunners roster quite a bit. But uh, runners doing a good enough job. And look, that always happens in you know the minor leagues. It's you know you're going to lose guys overnight. It just uh, just kind of the way it goes, the nature of the beast. But uh, runners doing a nice job. And, again, they're uh, they're on the road this weekend, and they'll return home next week to Tucson to take on Stockton. You can always get tickets for that. Go to the website and uh, go check them out and uh, check out some hockey. And, gosh, you know, it's like 85 degrees in Tucson. You may need to cool off. So go to the rink and uh, enjoy a little, uh, little minor league hockey and some Tucson Roadrunners there. Coming up in hour number two, we have some NFL news and notes. We will go over some things going on around the league you may need to be uh, aware of as we always talk NFL here on the Jeff Dean Show every single day. Also, we have some Wildcat men's basketball to discuss and kind of go over the first month of Tommy Lloyd's first season here in Tucson. Talk about some of the highlights of the team, some of the individual efforts that we've seen, and I'll look at some of the Ken Palm ratings that Arizona is putting up, which are very, very impressive early in the season so we'll have some of that and some other sports news and notes also mentioning uh, make sure you keep listening for your cue to call over the next hour we're going to be giving away a pair of basketball tickets to go see the U of A women's basketball team coming up next week on uh, on next Thursday night at the McHale Center stay tuned right here we still got an hour to go it's a quick two-minute turnaround I'll be right back here on 1490 AM 104.9 FM ESPN Tucson it's the Jeff Dean show
0: Soul Studio, the Soul of Tucson. This is ESPN Tucson, KFFN Tucson, KWCX Tanquerary, KMXZ HD for Tucson.